This is Listen Up Local, where we shine a spotlight on local businesses as we discuss with their owners just how they've adapted their businesses during COVID-19 and what we can expect as we head into a potential recovery. Today on the podcast, we are talking to a local legend in the restaurant community, the recipient of countless awards and accolades and the owner of three wildly successful restaurants, Play, Gazellig, and his flagship and namesake, Becta. We are honored to have owner and partner Steve Becta with us today. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We are thrilled to have you on the show. Oh, thanks a lot, Adam. Happy to be here. We've talked a lot on this show, um, this sense of fight or flight, particularly in the context of the pandemic, whereby some businesses have chosen to batten down the hatches and really just try to ride out this storm, while others have decided to fight and try to adapt their businesses to this new reality. And I'd love to hear from you. Have you chosen to fight or flight during this time? Well, I, I would say, to be honest, I, I did both. Um, so the first two weeks, it was, uh, you know, looking at cash flow and turning off all of our appliances to figure out how to save 50 cents more a day on electricity. And then I got a call from uh, a couple of friends of mine. So Toby Litke, the CEO of Shopify, who I was supposed to be on vacation with when this pandemic hit. Like literally, we were, we were getting on a plane to go see them on uh, Saturday of the, I think it was the 14th of March. And uh, anyway, he called me from from there and said, you know, this is gonna go on a lot longer than you think. You really need to figure out some other option for takeout delivery for some other uh, business. And I, I really had a hard time wrapping my head around that, but he kept calling and he kept texting and he kept pushing me. And then uh, my best friend, Harley, who's the COO of Shopify, mm-hmm calls and said, like, dude, you need to get off your ass and do something. We need, we need to launch this business. So, um, so a couple of weeks later, uh, he launched, helped us launch uh, Curated by Vecta on his uh, Instagram live, you know, with the thousands of people watching and, and really allowed our, our little business to take flight. Uh, the Ontario government allowed us to sell uh, wine offsite for the first time ever in order to try to help restaurants uh, survive this. And uh, very quickly, it turned into a a very successful business where we custom curated individual wine cases along with uh, a little bit of food to our patrons. At first, it was just myself and my partner, Clay. We had to lay off 140 of our staff. But then very quickly, we scaled this thing and were able to keep hiring more and more and more of our staff back. We had a few guiding principles that uh, we believed in. Um, you know, one was to make the businesses survive. So the first thing was to just free up cash flow. We had, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of a fantastic wine in our wine cellars. And we wanted to be able to continue sharing that with our guests and get some cash flow going. But then when things uh, took off, our next one was to be the best unemployer we could be. So in addition to this program, we started doing a family meal delivery program. So that meant delivering food. So during the, the regular times, we have family meal with our staff every day before they go into dinner service and lunch service. Mm-hmm. So we, we have this belief that if our staff don't feel cared for, they can never truly care for others. And so that's why we serve them food and create an atmosphere for them to talk and to, to mingle and to connect before every service. And so we decided to continue this program even when we were closed and when we weren't uh, able to employ them. They were still part of our family. And so we wanted to care for them even though that they were unemployed. So that was uh, a big focus of uh, what we were doing. And this curated program allowed us to continue to care for them through this time. 
And then it kept growing. And so suddenly we were, you know, we had hired back probably 90% of our management team. The managers had made the largest commitment to us. So even though they were the most expensive people to rehire, we felt it was uh, most important to rehire them first. Uh, and then we started bringing on our hourly staff. And now we're, we're pivoting yet again to these patios where we've never had patios before. We were able to set up this big covered patio at Gazelleg last week. And then Play's patio is going to be uh, opening on Thursday. And then we're going to have a big covered patio there uh, as of Friday when the city closes down on York Street to help us out. So that's very exciting. And then we moved the, the whole curated program to Becta and we're looking at private catering options in people's home, keeping it under 10 if it's inside or, or larger if uh, it's going to be outside. So we're looking at all kinds of different ways in order to fight in, in this uh, unique situation. I hope that answers your question. Very much so, and, and, and certainly something that we hear consistently across all the businesses uh, that we speak with. I can attest personally to that culture and that sense of family that you've curated so well across all of your restaurants. Uh, it's always so welcoming when you walk in uh, to any of your locations, uh, at any of your restaurants, and you get an immediate sense from your staff that they're part of something bigger, and it's clear why. It's things like uh, uh, those, those family meals you have together and, uh, and, and continuing to bring them in uh, even during these difficult times. I do, Steve, want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your philanthropic work. You're well known for it, particularly your involvement with local children's charities. Um, and you and I, I'm sure, have, could go back and forth for a long time on, on just many inspirational stories of generosity and compassion that happen across our community. I was wondering if, particularly, in, in, again, in the context of the last four months and, and how difficult it has been on so many people, are there any good news stories that, that have resonated with you? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm the chair of the Boys and Girls Club of Ottawa and uh, I was a member when I was a kid. Uh, my parents split up when I was eight and home was not a really great place to be. So I found safety, security and support at uh, the Boys and Girls Club. So when I got older and uh, felt like it was time to start giving back to the community, that was a natural fit for me. So I've been on the board for nine years now and, uh, and I just love it. So when the pandemic hit, I knew that uh, the members and the members' families uh, at the Boys and Girls Club were going to be some of the, the ones that are hardest hit. Many of them are new Canadians. Uh, many of them uh, fear, you know, any kind of government programs. You know, maybe, maybe their uh, immigration status is not 100% or maybe they're just fearful that, that they'll be, you know, uh, sent back home if, um, you know, if they ask anything from the government. So these are the ones who are most vulnerable, but also the ones who are most uh, fearful of accepting government programs. Mm. So when the restaurants shut down and we knew that we wouldn't be serving our fresh food, that you know our fridges were just stocked and stocked and stocked with different things, we, we brought it all to the Boys and Girls Club and then they basically set up uh, immediate food banks for a few weeks after uh, we opened, or after we closed, pardon me. And... Then we elicited uh, donations from other restaurants and from other parts of the community. There were, we have a, a chef, Adam, actually, ironically, uh, the name, but uh, who just uh, a chef by training, uh, but not by profession. He just launched in and, uh, you know, got a brigade of people in his house to basically take our, a lot of our raw product or other donations and then break it down and make it into wonderful meals for people to enjoy at home that are through our member base. So that was a very inspiring thing to see. Uh, we would have our staff at the Boys and Girls Club volunteer to come in, 
without us even asking to basically set up these emergency food shelters. Um, and we even, you know, took over um, some food shelters that weren't able to be open during the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, for this reason in certain areas of town. Um, so that was very inspiring. Then the Boys and Girls Club pivoted to uh, virtual programming and reaching out to people like like we did at the restaurants. A lot of um, our caring for our staff actually was just about calling them and emailing them a lot, just touching base and making sure people got what they needed and uh, were feeling supported and checked in on because a lot of people being cooped up at home alone for, you know, many weeks, uh, you know, it's, it's a very depressing thing. And so for, for us, um, both at the restaurants and the Boys and Girls Club, connecting to our members or our employees uh, was a huge part of what uh, we did to care for people during that uh, challenging time, especially when you couldn't even go outside your house. Well, this is it. And certainly the plight of people who are isolated over these past four months is something that uh, governments and and I'm so glad to hear businesses like yours are taking so seriously because it's a a serious um, effect of of a pandemic. And um, and yeah, certainly, you know, I can speak on behalf of Rise Up Strategies. We do a lot of work with big brothers, big sisters, and to see how quickly they've been able to pivot uh, from their traditional model to virtual uh, sounds quite uh, similar to what's happening with Boys and Girls Club. So a lot of outreach, making sure that people know that they're not alone and that they always have someone uh, they can speak to, particularly in moments of crisis. Now, Steve, back to Gazelleg and, uh, and, and Play specifically, that's really exciting that you guys are opening up patios uh, at both locations. Do you have any expectation that these temporary measures might become permanent in the long term? Um, it's, it's possible. Play is going to be a little more challenging given uh, its geography. You know, we're able to uh, open up a patio on our sidewalk because uh, the, the street will be closed down. I mean, some people uh, talk about York Street or part of the Byward Market to be turned into a full pedestrian street permanently. I, I have a hard time picturing it. You know, would it be lovely? Absolutely. Mm. Um, but, you know, we'll see what the city does with this. With Gazelleg, it's, it's you know, there, there are possibilities. Um, you know, the city has been gracious enough because they weren't using the senior center parking lot uh, behind us. Um, this summer because seniors are obviously not congregating in large groups and so um, they were kind enough to let us use that parking lot to put up a covered patio um, which is terrific Um, even though they're doing some some day camps out of there um, we've been able to find a a nice balance between the two so I I hope it becomes a permanent thing what I'm really hoping it becomes a permanent thing is this uh, delivery and takeout alcohol or wine law that has been extended till December 31st because this is the new offering that I think is going to continue on, um, could continue to be an amazing business opportunity, even when we are able to reopen our dining rooms inside in the future. Uh, It's just, you know, it's so much better than the LCBO. Uh, We're custom curating wine cases for people around their individual tastes and delivering them to their house with a very small markup. So we're competing against the LCBO, but we we offer a, a much more personalized service so instead of just going in and randomly grabbing something off the shelf uh, from usually very large uh, producers, we're able to get you great small producer wine, which typically is, is made with much more care in order to uh, you know, really hit the sweet spot of your palate at home. Well, I can tell you, uh, the Smith family here has taken full advantage of, uh, of this uh, opportunity, and, uh, and hopefully we can continue to do so uh, well into the future. Lastly, Steve, I wanted to ask you, 
Do you have anything that sticks out to you as a, perhaps the biggest surprise in how your business has evolved uh, over the last four months? I mean, honestly, every week is a surprise. Almost every day is a surprise. We've had to re-pivot our business every single week. Every week, it's a new business model. At first, it was, um, you know, how do we save money and just conserve cash flow? And then it was, how do we free up cash flow? And then how do we scale and grow this thing and turn this into a, a, a big Shopify business? You know, I've had to learn how to code. I've had to learn how to market. I've had to learn how to do a lot of things that I didn't necessarily do before. Um, and so that's been exciting. Um, honestly, every single week is a new surprise. How do we how do we build patios? How do we, you know, deal with social distancing inside for our staff? How do we care for people even though we can't be around them? You know, how do we give people virtual hugs? How do we connect with people and deliver our unique brand of hospitality through emails, through phone calls, through, you know, these types of exchanges instead of giving them a physical hug in person like we're used to. So there's lots of surprises, but it's actually every every week rather than over this uh, whole thing. Well, that's a great way of putting it. Steve, it has also been great uh, to connect with you. I'm so glad we've had a chance uh, to do this. I do want to wish you best of luck in your continued success with all of your restaurants. Personally, I love them all. Gazelig is uh, in my backyard, and so it's my local go-to place. Play in the Market is a great date night spot, uh, and Becta on Elgin, as we know, is just a solid choice for any special occasion. Like the rest of Ottawa, uh, we can't wait to visit all of your wonderful restaurants again uh, as things open back up. So thanks again for taking the time, Steve, and, and look forward to seeing you in one of your restaurants soon. Thanks so much, Adam. Really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Rise Up Strategies is a Canadian-based consulting group with offices in Ottawa and can be found online at riseupstrategies.com and in the usual places on Twitter at RiseUpStrat and LinkedIn. See you next time.